Hello and welcome once again to the Coffee and Chat Boxes podcast. My name once again is Richard Spencer and this is the place to be where we talk about enjoying life, getting things done, and becoming the best version of ourselves. Thank you again for joining me. This has been one of the best and worst weeks I've had in a long time. The Super Bowl, some people call it the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I call it the greatest sadness of my life, almost. It's up there. I ain't going to lie. I love Tom Brady. We talked about last week about becoming Tom Brady. But my goodness, the Super Bowl was tough. To get up to 28-3 to and to still lose. That's a tough pill to swallow, but I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later in my five-minute journal. It's safe to say that the Super Bowl has had a major impact on my life. And man, I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop being so attached to sports, to sports teams. I mean, one minute you're the, you're the most excited person in the world. You're jumping around. You're making strange noises. You're jumping. You're scaring your little daughters. Next thing you know, you're quiet. In a little corner, hugging your wife, cheering her up while on the inside you're tearing up, holding back the tears, all of that good stuff. But anyway, I hope your week has been good. My week has been pretty okay, I guess. Like I said, the Super Bowl kind of got me down, but then my little girl, my little one-year-old been sick and, and kind of, I've been having to take care of her, um, which is good and bad in a way, right? Because it sucks when you when your daughter, when you when your chick kid, when the, the child that you love so much is feeling down and feeling sick. Um, but it's also a blessing to know that you can provide them some type of comfort, um, some type of relief from the, the suffering that they're going through. But anyway, we got a, a, a bit week this week. We have the five-minute journal once again. I'm going to share, share with you a window into my life. We're going to have a coffee corner, which is a unique coffee corner, and I will explain that a little bit later. Uh, I would ask in advance to please forgive me about this coffee corner. Uh, and we we have the good news broadcast once again. Man, we need some good news. There's so much news in the world, right? Bad news. And even sometimes the bad news can be funny news. But we need some good news in this world. So I'm going to give you a little bit of that. And then we're going to talk about uh, the characteristics of a winner. We're going to look at our life and see what can we uh, gain from looking at our life and see how we can apply that to outside projects or to maybe even to our jobs, maybe to anything that we, we are trying our best to be good at. So let's get started with the five-minute journal. And this one comes from Tuesday, what is it, February 7th. And uh, I got three things that I'm grateful for. Uh, the first one was that I was slowly getting over the Falcons' Super Bowl loss. I've been through a lot of losses when it comes to football teams. I, I mean, sports in general. I have seen my Lakers loss back in the day when I was a crazy guy about Kobe Bryant and Shaq. I've seen they lose a few times. Uh, when I was a Buffalo Bills fan, I saw a Buffalo Bills fan. I saw them lose about three or four times, I think. A few times I got blowed out. Um, but man, this has been the, the toughest loss. I have seen in a long, long time, mainly just because of how it happened. Like, you're up 28-3, you think everything is going great, and then Tom Brady happens, and then Dante Hightower happens, and then two two-point conversions happens, and then they're saying, you know, 
overtime happens, and then next thing you know, the touchdown happens, and next thing you know, you're in the bed crushing in life. But uh, I'm slowly getting over it, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, the next thing about that day was that I was going to the Dave Chappelle show, uh, which had to be one of the funniest shows I have ever seen in my life. Uh, I wish I could repeat some of the stuff that I that I heard that night, uh, but I'm not a comedian, so I can't say those things, and I will feel funny saying the things that I've heard. Uh, but needless to to say, that show was absolutely hilarious, and I am so happy that me and my wife and a few of my coworkers had a chance to to see a living legend in his prime. I mean, that guy is extremely funny, and he let me know that it doesn't matter what avenue or what um what you're focusing on. You could be focused on comedy. You could be focusing on music. You could be focusing on your academics. Um, you could be trying to be the best former that you can be. It, it doesn't matter what your mind and your heart is have you to be focused on. The thing is, you got to know that you can be one of the best, that you can strive to be one of the best, that you can put all of your effort into that. And then one day you may be, may become the best, like Tom Brady. Oh, my God, I can't believe I said Tom Brady. Yeah, like Tom Brady uh, and Dave Chappelle. And finally, I was excited that I was getting back to my daily routine. Just with my family being sick and me being sick, it's been kind of tough to maintain my routines. Like I say, I normally get up about, about 4.30 in the morning. I get up, I meditate, I pray, um, I read the Bible a little bit, um, I cook breakfast, I make a nice uh, tea. Uh, what else I do? Um, I think I said exercise. I'm pretty sure I did, but exercise. Um, I have a routine in the morning, and I do also my five-minute daily journal. Um, but I've been kind of off, and that happens at times, right? Like, no matter how hard we try, there are times in which we get off of our track that we don't perform to the best of our abilities. But the thing about life is that you always got to get back up, and I'm excited that I'm back up on that daily uh, morning routine because it's a, a major part of my success. I believe that when I wake up in the morning, early in the morning, and put work in before it's time to put work in, that can set me above others. That can set me on a path to success. And for that Tuesday, what will make that day great? Um, updating the coffee and chip boxes outline, which I normally do on Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, working on the watch app for my company that I work for. Um, that app is turning out to be absolutely amazing. We have a designer that's kind of tweaking the way the app looks, and it's looking really good, and I'm proud. I'm going to be really proud to see it out in the world and seeing people use it uh, for the first time. I'm really excited about that. And just working on working on the business aspects of coffee and chat boxes. Um, that's one thing that I'm striving to become better at because I could talk pretty much okay um i'm a pretty good programmer so i could i could do those two things but the business side the, the marketing side is a weakness of mine that i have to make stronger if i want the coffee and chip boxes a company and podcast to succeed so that's one thing i've recognized that you got to be able to recognize your weakness and either work on those weaknesses or find somebody that can supplement that weakness and make it a strength for your organization that's why working together um, it's so powerful because we can't do it all on our own, right? Like I said earlier, to become the best version of yourself, you can't do it alone. You have to have a group of people. It doesn't have to be a big group of people. It could be just three people. It could be five. Like, imagine you and two other people 
that has the same mindset and striving to become the best uh, people that they could possibly be. It's so much that you can accomplish if you have just two people or three people. I, I especially like that number three for some reason. But having three people on the same page trying their best to accomplish the same thing is extremely powerful. And finally, the daily affirmations. Uh, I said I am healthy. Unfortunately, I'm not that healthy at this moment. Um, I'm revived. Sometimes we feel down, right? Sometimes we just feel like it's a cloud over our, our head. But at that moment, I, I feel revived. And uh, I say that I'm a leader. And I believe that. I don't, I don't know if I'm the best leader I could poss- possibly be. Um, but I know I'm a leader. I'm a leader in, in my family. I'm a leader when I teach uh, my high school boys on Thursday nights. Um, I'm a leader to some people that I might not even know that I'm leading. That's the thing about life is that you have an am- impact on so many people that you might not even recognize that you have an impact on. So that's why it's so important to become the best version of ourselves, not just for you, but for those that are looking for you. I mean, do you have like nieces and nephews? Do you have like little kids in your neighborhood? Do you have teenagers that be around you more than normal? Think about those people. Think about the type of vibe, the type of uh, example that you're saying for those others. You might not recognize that they are looking up to you, but you can't choose that. You can't choose the people that look up to you. That's up to them. Um, it's up to you to become the leader um, that you have called to be, even if you don't feel like you're a leader. You're a leader no matter what. Okay, so now it's time for the coffee corner. Um, this might be the shortest coffee corner in history. Because my current coffee, the Tanzanian pea berry, is no more. I miscalculated the amount of coffee that I had. So right now, at this moment, I have no coffee to drink. And that makes me sad. Because I love coffee. And I'm pretty sure that you love hearing me talking about coffee. So at this moment, I don't have my awesome Tanzanian pea berry. um, But I do have an announcement. I have now renewed my subscription with Blue Bottle Coffee. So now, at least once a month, I'm going to get some special, amazing coffee that I never had before. Um, And this new one coming up, I know I'm going to mess up the pronunciation, but I'm going to give it my best attempt. The new one coming up is Kenya Niyari Kamunyaka. I'm going to say that again. That is Kenya Niyari Kamunyaka. And I cannot wait to try that because anytime you're having a hard time pronouncing the origin of the coffee, to me, that's a sign that it's good. And I'm at, I, I kind of reaching my limit of awesome coffee mugs. I have some other coffee mugs that I can put on the show, but it might be at that moment, Rich. I have to start uh, purchasing new special coffee mugs because that is a part of the coffee and chip boxes, right? Like there's no coffee and chip boxes without coffee and coffee mugs. So it's a tough week for the coffee corner. Um, we lost the Super Bowl. Uh, I guess I'm going to use that as an, excuse, as an excuse for every time I make a mistake this week. I'm still recovering from the Super Bowl loss. So because the Atlanta Falcons lost the Super Bowl, I don't have coffee because I miscalculated how much coffee that I had. So, but man, we have some exciting coffee coming up soon. So episode seven is going to be pretty awesome. And now we have the good news broadcast, which is really good because I don't know about you, but uh, I spent a lot of time on Twitter. And uh, I want to say that 90% of the news that I get from Twitter is uh, not the greatest news in the world. It's not the news that gets me excited or motivated. I often go there to get 
that kind of good news, whether it's about technology or anything like that. Um, but more often than not, it's about politics. More often than not, it's about uh, somebody getting into it with another person. Um, so, yeah. So, that's why I'm here. That's why I am bringing you some good news broadcasts. And for this one, it's really good. For this one, once again, from the Good News Network, um, there was a company that instead of sending holiday cards to customers, they diverted that money and decided to buy renewable energy for Kenyans. So this company, uh, Q Markets, a global mark provider of enterprise idea and innovation management software, so it's a software company, decided to partner with a charity called Renewable World. And what they ended up doing is, uh, instead of buying Christmas cards, which is nice, right? Um, they decided to put all of that money into putting renewable energy um, and to Kenya neighborhoods, which is, to me, is a really smart and awesome thing to do. Because as a company, one of your primary objectives, I would say your main objectives, um, is to make customers happy, right? You want to produce products and have customer service that really supports the needs and, and, and fills in the needs of your customers. And being nice to customers, doing things like uh, sending candy or sending Christmas cards or, or building a relationship with customers is so important for companies these days. But you know what's more important than that? Having energy for people that doesn't have energy. And that company realized that they can use some of that money and put it into neighborhoods in which people uh, couldn't have the, the, the necessities that we live and strive on. Like imagine not having energy. Um, the way that we have right now. Imagine not being able to cut on your lights the way that we cut on lights. Like, that's a tough life to have. And I hope, and I, I, as a customer of Q Markets, I would really appreciate that. I would love to see the companies that I use, instead of sending me things like Christmas cards or letters or things like that, if they put that into neighborhoods or organizations that needs help, to me, that lets me know that that company is not an ordinary company and they are not just out here about profits but they are out here trying to make the world a better place and i think that's important like that's one thing i love about technology companies like apple and about google and um and microsoft right we don't see it all the time but they put so much money into education they put to they put so much money into neighborhoods that needs um finances financial help um and seeing companies do things like this um, I think it's awesome news. It's great news. It's amazing news. And I want to thank Q Market for doing that. And, and I'm, I'm just grateful for sharing that with you to let you know that these companies out here, they are doing great things for people in need. Okay, so last week we talked about overcoming resistance. For those of you that are just joining, coffee and chat boxes, resistance once again is this force that is keeping us from being productive. It is a force that's keeping us from enjoying life the way that we want to enjoy life. It is a force that is doing its absolute best to keep us from becoming the best version of ourselves. And last week, we talked about overcoming resistance, about being productive, about doing the things that we know that we need to do and doing the things that we are called to do. And in order to do that, what you have to do is to become a, a pro. You have to become a professional. And we talked about some of the differences between a professional and an amateur. Uh, for example, an amateur does his thing 
part-time. A professional does it full-time. They invest time and energy and effort into their craft and to becoming the best version of ourselves. Whether that's that's, uh, listening to self-improvement books, whether that's learning how to be better at time management, whether that's learning how to have a career change. Maybe you are a, a, a cashier and you just have dreams of becoming a programmer. What are you doing to make that transition? What are you doing to become the best version of yourself? What are you doing to answer the calling that you hear? So what we're going to do now is talk about uh, some of the, the characteristics of a professional. And the one thing, before we get into the, the two main characteristics that I want to talk about, I want to talk about the fact that we are already professionals. Now, when I talk about professionals, uh, I often talk about athletes a lot, right? I use them a lot as examples of being a professional. When I talk about discipline and focus, more often than not, I'm talking about Tom Brady. But we don't always have to look at professional athletes to give us an example of what it's like to be a pro. Believe it or not, we can look at ourselves and get examples of being a pro and improve on those things and apply those things into another transition, another project, another side project that we might have and that we're focusing on. So what we can do, instead of always looking at professional athletes or professional actors or, or things like that to give us an example of being a professional, we can actually look at our workday life or if you're in college, your academic life and look at those principles and apply it to our, our artistic or our entrepreneurial side. You can get this information and get even more deeper information from the book called The War of Art. Um, that's kind of like what we're doing right now. We're going through the book of the War of Art to get an example and to get an understanding of resistance and how we can overcome resistance. So the one thing that we can look at as far as principles from our workday life is that we show up every day. More often than not, besides uh, taking PTO, we show up to work. We show up and we do the things that we have to do um, and we do it for money um, and we support the people around us. We could take that principle and apply it to our artistic side or our entrepreneurial side the next thing that we could look at is that we stay on a job all day like we don't allow small circumstances to take us from the things that we have to do on our job and that's another example of, of being a professional a professional they show up every day um they stay on the job all day I'll give you a little secret i didn't quite stay on the job all day today because my goodness i start feeling absolutely sick today and i felt like i had to throw up and that is like the worst thing in life for me i'd rather get shot in the arm than throw up um but that's just a a side note uh the next thing is the stakes for us are high and real now the thing about jobs is that yes we show up every day and we stay on the job all day and the reason is because the stakes are high like we have to get that paycheck we have to be able to support ourselves and support our family um, so the states are really high and performing well on our job. Now, imagine if we took that same mindset to our artistic side, whether you're a painter or you're a, an aspiring rapper or a musician or any musician or anything that you're focusing on, um, that you, like you feel that you're called to do. What if we realize that the states are actually high, like our satisfaction in life depends on accomplishing, accomplishing those projects. I'm becoming the best that we can be on our artistic or our entrepreneurial side. 
Um, the next thing is that we master the techniques of our jobs. So a good example of that is is my job. So being a programmer to me is absolutely amazing. I just can't imagine doing anything else, you know, from a nine to five perspective. The toughest part about being a programmer, well, one of the toughest parts about being a programmer is that you always have to stay up to date on the latest techniques um, and often not uh, the programmer languages or, or frameworks. So in essence, you always have to kind of renew yourself. You always got to learn and become better at being a programmer. We have to constantly master the techniques of our jobs. So if you are a uh, inspiring a podcaster, what are the techniques um, in being a podcaster? What are the things that you can learn about being a podcaster? Um, if you want to transition from your nine to five job to become a, a startup founder, what are the things that you need to learn? What are the techniques that you need to master? What are the things that you have to instill in your mind and your heart in order to become um, a true successful entrepreneur? And finally, uh, we receive praise or blame in the real world. So uh, at my job, if I, if I do a good job, they would definitely give me praise. Uh, they don't shy away from that. Um, and if I do bad on my job, I'm pretty sure I would have a meeting with my manager, um, especially when I deserve it. And that's what life is about, right? In order to become the best, you have to put yourself out there. Um, in order to become a true artist, in order to become a true programmer, in order to become a true business owner, you have to put your product, you have to put yourself out into the real world. And when you do that, you're going to receive blame and you're going to receive praise. Um, and the thing that we have to learn is how do we receive praise and not allow that to cloud our minds and the things that we do? And how do we receive blame, take it, learn it, and to use it to the best of our abilities and not allow that to be, make us defensive? All right. So, Let's get to these characteristics of a professional. I'm going to just run through these real quick. The, the first one is the patience of a professional. Um, so the thing about patience is that oftentimes when we start something new, when we start on a new project, we become really overly ambitious, right? Like let's say, for example, I want to make a new app. Um, I could easily become overly ambitious and say, okay, I'm going to take over Instagram. I'm going to make a new picture app, a new social network. And everybody gonna leave Instagram, and they're gonna become they're gonna become customers and users of my new app, and that's gonna take three months to build, and it's gonna be awesome, and it's gonna be amazing, and I'm gonna become a billionaire, and I'm gonna sell my company, and I'm gonna start a new company, and I'm gonna do the same thing all over again. The professional knows how to be patient. The professional knows that being successful. It's a long-term game. It's, it is a marathon. You know how a lot of people say it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And that is so true. But it's so hard to put that in our head because more often than not, we might have the intelligence to do the thing that we want to do, but we don't have the emotional intelligence to know that it will take time. That's the thing I learned about life is that to become a true professional, no matter what that you want to do, no matter what arena that you're you're being competitive in, it takes time to become a true professional. Um, and I suffer from that a lot. Like when I say that I was a programmer, there's so many things that I want to learn. I want to learn iOS development. I want to learn Android development. And I want to learn those things in one week so I can start making stuff. But the more wiser I'm becoming, 
the more emotional intelligence uh, I have. And I know that I have to play the long game. I cannot learn all those intricate things in a week. I know that I would have to take time to learn those things. I know I, it would take time to become a master of those techniques. And it would take time to build a product that my customers will really appreciate. And I like uh, what the War of Art said about patience. It says that the professional arms himself with patience, not only to give the stars align, the, the stars time to align in his career, but to keep himself from flaming out in each individual work. And I think that really applies to me, and I'm pretty sure that applies to a lot of people out there. I'm really known um, for starting something awesome and amazing, but then a month or two into it, I decided to do something new. And I, I believe that because I didn't have the patience to see things through. I didn't have the patience to, to allow time to form because, you know, when we think about stuff happening in our life um, or other people's life, we were like, oh, that person is so lucky. Um, they became a successful person overnight. Um, but we don't see that that person was patient. We don't see that that person for, was working for years and years and years. And it took time for stars and circumstances to align themselves for that person to take advantage of that opportunity and to become the person that they are today. So that's the thing about being a professional. We have to learn how to be patient. Um, and I'm not saying lackadaisical, but we must realize that we dictate the amount of work that we put in, but we don't necessarily dictate the time and the amount of success that we get. We have to be patient. We have to be calm and we have to put the work in in order to become a professional and to be successful and to get things done. And finally, the last characteristic that I want to talk about right now is, is fear. The professional and fear. What is your relationship with fear? Um, and the two things that I want to talk about that is um, the war of art says that the amateur believes he must. You know what? Let me say it this way. The amateur believes she must first overcome her fear. Then she can do her work. And man, I'm going to tell you how that applies to my life. So when I'm starting a new project, for an example, this, this podcast, before I started this podcast, I wanted to learn everything about podcasting. I wanted to know what's the best microphone, what's the best setup, um, what's the best hosting platform that I can use. I want to learn about the techniques of podcasting. I want to learn about the editing of podcasts. I want to learn, learn about so many things. And learning is good, right? You must learn some foundational information in order to get started in any new thing. But what I allow, allow to happen is that I allow fear to make me procrastinate. And for me, procrastination comes in the form of learning. So instead of learning the foundational things that get me started and then just started going into podcasting, I was trying to learn all the ins and outs of podcasting. And sometimes that, good, that is good, but more often than not, what that is, is me procrastinating and allowing fear um, to overtake me and not allowing me to overcome fear and start doing work. And the last point about fear is that the War of Art says that the professional knows that fear can never be overcome. He knows there is no such thing as a fearless warrior or a dread-free artist. And my goodness, that is so true. And that's what I'm learning through this podcast because I won't lie to you. I, I, my plan right now is, is to 
make an outline on Monday through Monday and Tuesday, and then record on Wednesday. And it never fails that like every time I wake up on Wednesday, I have a little, a little dread, a little, a little nugget of fear in me when I wake up, knowing that once again, I'm gonna put myself out into the world. I'm gonna record this podcast. I'm gonna edit it. I'm gonna make it sound as good as I could possibly be, make it be. And then in the next few days, I'm gonna put it out into iTunes or into your favorite podcast app. And I'm gonna have people listen to me and judge me and critique me. And that's hard to do, right? Because fear, fear is real, real. Fear is a part of life. But I thank God that at this moment, fear has not stopped me from recording a podcast ever since I got started. Every week from the moment that I actually recorded the first podcast, I have recorded one a week. Um, so I'm learning um, that fear, more often than not, will be here. Like for an example, I'm gonna go, I have to go back to athletics. You don't, you don't think that LeBron James last year when he was in game seven, you don't think he had a little bit of fear in his heart? You don't think that, that he had a little um, anxiety in his heart? He had to. It's, it's impossible to, to go through that and not have some kind of anxiety. Tom Brady, yes, he made the most amazing comeback probably in Super Bowl history. You don't think he had some anxiety? You don't think he had a little fear in his heart at that moment? But what those two professionals did was they realized that um, they have to put in work in despite of fear, that they have to perform no matter how they feel at that moment. And that's the thing that we have to learn is that fear um, more than likely will never go away. But we have a calling to fulfill. We have a calling uh, to do the things that we have been called to do. And we must do those things no matter how we feel, no matter how dreadful we feel, feel no matter how much fear is in our heart. We have a calling, and we have to fulfill that calling. So, man, I don't want to get too much into it because talking about this stuff, <laughs> talking about this stuff really gets me emotional. Talking about patience and fear because those two things have been a, a bit part of my life. Um, but thanks, you, thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm really excited about where this podcast is going. Um, and we're going to have some more amazing stuff about characteristics of being a professional. And I, I want to leave this with you. For those of you that love uh, sports, think about your favorite teams. Think about your favorite uh, athlete. For me, um, my all-time favorite athlete is Kobe Bryant. My favorite all-time team is the Lakers. Um, I love the Cowboys, and I love the Falcons right now when it comes to football. I love the Braves when it comes to baseball. I love North Carolina when it comes to college basketball. And I love Florida State when it comes to college football. So. I'm pretty sure that you know uh, six episodes into this podcast that I really do like uh, sports. But even if you're not into sports, think about the, the, a person that you might look up to. Maybe it's an actor. Maybe it's a musician. Maybe it's a, an, an artist. Maybe it's a doctor. Maybe it's your parents. Think about that person. That person more than likely is a professional. It's a person that shows up to work. It's a person that, that overcomes fear and gets the job done. Now, imagine yourself on that same level. Imagining yourself on the same level as a LeBron James, as a Tom Brady, as one of the most famous doctors in the world. True enough, you might not ever have the amount of money that they have. You might not ever have the number of fans that they have. But mindset and ability and technique, we can get those things. We can become a true professional in a path that has been chosen for us. 
in the path that we have uh, chosen ourselves. We can become a true bona fide professional. All we have to do is make that decision to do that, to show up to work every day, to not allow fear to hinder us, to be patient, and to do more of the things that we're going to talk about in the next few weeks on Coffee and Checkboxes podcast. So my question to you before we sign off is, do you want to become a professional? Do you want to put in the work that is required to become a professional? Will you not allow yourself to be handicapped by fear? Will you have enough emotional intelligence to be patient? Thanks again for joining me on episode six. I look forward to next week and I'm going to have some new coffee for you. Have a good week and I'll talk to you later.